confirmed that they are going to sign Dwayne Brown two-year $22 million contract it's going to be another long year for Makai Becton I think he can pull it back together we'll see if he can stay healthy in the future this is not Teddy Bridgewater this is not Trevor Simeon this is not Paxton Lynch this isn't Brock Osweiler this is Russell freaking Wilson there's no wall in your hair there's no way out What is going on, everyone? You're back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano, taking you through some of my quick takes to start your weekend off. Happy Saturday to everyone. Happy to be back after missing last week. Had to take care of some things at a new university. uh, And we we are rocking and rolling here, ready to get things going. Good week last week. Missed the show. So there's some things we actually have to cover that we did end up missing but we're, we'll cover all that this week in this week's episode. Again, another episode with me, just me. We're going through some, my, as always, my takes, and we're gonna get those done. And uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll right through it. A lot of things have happened. Obviously, Lamar Jackson came out today. Today is Friday. The show will come out on Saturday, as you all know. Uh, Lamar Jackson, no contract. They the deadline was today. They did not get that done. Bills Rams played last last night, which would have been Thursday, 31 to 10. We all know how that one went in Bills' favor. A lot of stuff going on. We're gonna talk New York Jets today. Bills Rams game reactions, uh, game previews for the week. Uh, we're gonna talk some recap of Ohio State, Notre Dame. Obviously, as we all know, I'm a Notre Dame fan. How what went wrong for Notre Dame and what is going to look like for the rest of the season. We're going to talk about a little bit about Dwayne Brown, New York Jets left tackle who just went down, Zach Wilson out for four more weeks, as we all know. All that, and we just had the TVS fantasy draft. We'll talk. I'll talk about it a little bit at the end of the show. But uh, well, good luck to everyone in the TVS draft. Uh, Dylan Holt, Dylan Jesperson, happy to have him in there. Uh, new intern Jake Sullivan, Keenan, Keenan Atchison. Uh, we got a lot of guys in the uh, in the in the TVS fantasy league. Excited to run that. And we'll we'll see who can be victorious at the end of the season. But let's get rocking and rolling. Here we go. So the Bills and Rams played last night, as we all know. The Bills won 31 to 10 against the Los Angeles Rams. Nothing anybody was expecting from the from the Bills to absolutely steamroll the Rams in the fashion that they did as well. I remember the one play where Josh Allen rolled to his right. Threw it downfield and hit Stefan, and Stefan in the end zone for the touchdown. Then it made it 31-10. And I knew, man, you know, the Bills. And week one, you kind of have to gauge it in a different sense because, well, look at last year, the Packers who got mauled by the Saints. And obviously, we know what happened to the Packers last year. They went on, went to the playoffs, all that good stuff. Aaron Rodgers became MVP again. So week one, take it with a grain of salt, but the Bills did look good in this game. Did throw two earlier interceptions. I think that half, it was 10-10. So the game was close. The Rams did have a chance in the second half to come back, but the Bills did adjust. And obviously the Bills were a stronger team. So Josh Allen came out in the second half and he was slinging. He stiff-armed. He jumped in the end zone like Superman for touchdown. Uh, He was doing it all. The running game actually looked... Pretty decent for the Bills. Devin Singletary surprised me for the Bills after I thought that James Cook would have taken over. James Cook with that early fumble. The rookie, obviously, the second round pick did not happen. Um, And listen, Devin Singletary, I may have underrated him. It's week one, eight carries, 41 yards, but six per carry. But he played played very well in a physical kind of game, something they've been looking for in Buffalo for a while. They just haven't gotten it out of them. And uh, look, 
James Cook will add all that complimentary type stuff to the offense later in the season he's just got to get a groove in and i think he's gonna be really good back stefan Diggs, as always eight catches 122 yards provided for this bills team and really set them up and he he did jalen ramson dirty stefan looked great out there uh another a touchdown for him gabe davis with that long ball in for the touchdown as well jameson crowder looked pretty good for the bills uh defense was on point no tradavius white obviously we know he's on the pup uh he'll be out until week four i believe it is and the Bills were still on top of I mean, Von Miller coming back to Los Angeles. He talked about it after the post game. Uh, you know, what it meant to him to, even though it was one season, he still had the Super Bowl run to them. They're still all his brothers. What it meant to him to come back to that stadium. I think he even mentioned that he was warming up on the wrong sideline. So there was a lot of good storylines in this game. Von Miller came out and absolutely wrecked it. Uh, two sacks on Matthew Stafford, his former quarterback. Obviously, uh, Matt Milano played well. Tremont Edwards, uh, Edmonds, excuse me. Um, and a lot of these other guys, Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, defense played stout. They got a lot of pressure, and I'm talking a lot, and forced a lot of turnovers as well. And that's something that a lot of people expected out of the Bills. They looked they looked phenomenal. Uh, the, the Rams let up seven sacks in this game. That's not how you win a football game. They turned it over, I think it was four times, I want to say. Or maybe it was uh, three. But regardless... The Bills were on top of their A game all the way around and just shut down the Rams. The Rams really looked, to me, one-sided. I mean, a total of 52 rushing yards in this game. Cam Akers was almost non-existent. Uh, No disrespect, but, you know, obviously he's he's still recovering from that injury he had last year. There just was no running game. It was Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, who 13 carries, 47 yards, 3.6 a carry, Look, that's not that's not what you want out of your running game. There was no running game. It was a very bland offense, the best way I can explain it. It was very one-sided, a lot of Cooper Cup. And this explains where they're going. And like, look, it's week one. Allen Robinson's got to get into the mix. Maybe Odell comes back in later in the season. But for right now, 13 receptions, 128 yards, one touchdown. Cooper Cup is your guy. And if he is covered, you have no one else to throw to. I mean, after that, it's five five catches, 39 yards. For Tyler Higby, the tight end. And I mean, after that, it was just almost everyone was non-existent. Allen Robinson with one catch. Brandon Powell, one catch. Skoranek with four catches, 25 yards. There was almost no one else to be found. Uh, Nice that they were able to bring back Troy Hill. He had the interception early in the game. But the Rams just almost, they lost everything in the second half and just could not pick it up. My reaction to this, and uh, the Bills look amazing. As we know, uh, week one is not always the tone setter for the year. It can be, but not always. And I'm interested to see where this goes. But if the Bills play like this every week, they will dominate. Josh Allen will be the MVP and they will win the Super Bowl if this is what I see every week. But let's move on to the next segment. Here we go. Ohio State and Notre Dame, a game I was super excited for. You had the number two team in the country going against the number five team in Notre Dame. And obviously the rankings, to me, really mean nothing. Um, But Ohio State moves down to three. Notre Dame Dame moves to eight. And uh, this is a long season. But going to this game, a 10-10. I think it was 10. Or maybe it was 10-7. I think Notre Dame led at halftime. They did. Yeah, that's right. Notre Dame led at halftime. So this is the game I was watching, but I was also packing for because I moved in. So I was trying to keep up with the best I could. But Notre Dame played very well in this first half. And they should have won this game. Now I know it's uh, it's it's you know it's collegiate sport 
A lot of these guys are working out the kinks and stuff like that, but there was a shot for them to win this game. So Notre Dame starts off 0-1, 21-10 loss, but it didn't look like that throughout the whole game. They looked really good in the first half. They forced Ohio State to multiple three and outs, something that uh, they were 17 or 18-point underdogs coming to this game. They lost by 11 points, and it didn't look like that going into the third quarter. They were ahead by three. They were trying to be aggressive at the end of the second, uh, first half. Couldn't get it done, uh, and I like the aggressiveness. But in the beginning, like in the first drive, they hit, I think it was, uh, was it Lorenzo Styles on that one catch for 50 yards, I think it was? Uh, he caught it, went 50 yards, and they were downfield. They were in the red zone. They kicked that field goal. They ran the ball every down, and they did a lot of QB draws with Tyler Buckner, the, the new quarterback for, the, for Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman said at halftime on the halftime, you know, post-game interview, we wanted to get Buckner comfortable with the offense. We want to try to run the ball, create some stability. But let me tell you, they were they were when they were passing, I mean, they looked phenomenal. Buckner looked like he was in a groove. He ended the game with uh, 10 out of 18, 177 yards. But listen, guys like Chris Tyree, Tyler Buckner, Logan Diggs, these guys who are going to be running the ball, uh, they're going to be dynamic. It's something that Notre Dame hasn't had in a while, obviously, with Ian Book, he was a mobile guy, but they really couldn't incorporate that into the offense. Jack Cohn last year. Tyler Buckner is that kind of versatile type of guy. I'm interested to see how they incorporate that in the rest of the year. Michael Mayer, again, top tight end in this in this league, in this in, in the country, really, uh, will be prominent for Notre Dame. I'm excited to see what they have to do. And look, there's a lot of big names. Bo Bauer coming back. Foskey, obviously one of the captains. Uh, Brandon Joseph, come, the safety coming over from Northwestern. Excited to see what Notre Dame can do this year. But from leading at 10 to three at halftime uh totally shocked i think it shocked everyone that notre dame was actually able to do that hold them and look ohio state did not score till the end of the third quarter so if notre dame notre dame has, has to find a way to pull together against big name teams they have to find a way to play four quarters i remember in the game last year against Oklahoma, uh, i think it was a new york six you know new year's eve uh the, the bowl game they played last year they need to be on top of their stuff they need to play full four quarters, and that's what I'm looking for this season. But Notre Dame, I'm not exactly worried about them. Well, they only lost by 11. Really didn't feel like it, though, because they were in charge of this game for quite a bit. Uh, they just couldn't score any more points on offense. So we just gotta, we'll just got to we take a look at their schedule and see how far they can actually go. They are playing Marshall uh, this week, which is which would be today. Uh, I expect them to win that, obviously. They have a really – there's a lot of games I expect them to win. They're going to play UNC. Uh, they'll play California. BYU, we'll see what happens with BYU in the later in the season, but that should be a challenge. Okay. There's 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 something there. We'll play Stanford, Syracuse, okay. Clemson, another game they have to win. Okay, Boston College, Navy, USC, another game they have to win. So there's a couple games on this list that they need to win, but for now, I think they, as barring in a major upset, Notre Dame should be fine. And if Notre Dame can beat some of these high-ranking teams, they will be in the playoffs once again this year, especially against the way they stacked up against Notre uh, Ohio State, the Buckeyes. I thought they played phenomenal through three quarters. Uh, just again, they got to find a way to play full four quarters, three quarters and a half, really. They got to find a way to play a f- full four quarters. And uh, that's really Notre Dame's problem. But it's a long season ahead, and I'm excited to see what they can do. But I think them holding up against Ohio State really sets them up uh, later down the line to not be just absolutely destroyed uh, in the rankings and the way they get put in the playoffs. But Notre Dame, we'll see what they can do. But 
the run game and, and the way they were passing the beginning of the half, I think hurt them a little bit. But now Buckner getting set, let him get comfortable. We'll see what they can really do in week two against Marshall. Dwayne Brown and Zach Wilson. Injury news for the New York Jets. Obviously, we talk a lot of Jets on this. and eh, Maybe not a lot, but we talk a lot of New York sports. So Dwayne Brown came out today that he has a shoulder injury. They might put him on IR, and he is not playing week one against the Baltimore Ravens. That is big news. Along with that, there was a lot of news on Zach Wilson this week that he might play. Uh, and that was strange to me. They they came out, they were putting him in these drills. Can he play? And now it comes out that he's going to be out until week four. And he won't play against the Ravens, obviously. So it's going to be Joe Flacco coming in for the New York Jets, the former Super Bowl MVP for the Ravens. Uh, so a little bit of a revenge game for them there. But no Dwayne Brown. And with Makai Becton out, Dwayne Brown out now. It now goes to George Fant at left tackle. And Max Mitchell, the rookie at right tackle. We'll see how he can hold up, but... It is a big blow to the New York Jets offensive line. Truly, I am quite saddened by the news. Uh, this is going to be a rough, rough first game. Uh, we'll see. They Apparently, they really love Mac, Max Mitchell in practice. All the reports come out that they love him. What else are you going to say? Uh, but we'll see how he can hold up. But George Fant moves to left. Max Mitchell at right tackle. And the New York Jets are in, in for something with no Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco going against the Ravens once again. Uh... This should be one interesting game. I just really, I really don't know. Man, it's just a big, it's a really ginormous blow to the New York Jets to lose to Wayne Brown like that. They had the line set up. They were bringing him in at left tackle after Makai went down. And now he's down. Max Mitchell, the rookie. They don't have a lot of depth there, which is also a problem. Because remember, they released a lot of guys that had to cut down the roster. And that was another thing, too. The Jets released a lot of guys that, unfortunately, I was not favored in. They did keep Lawrence Cager, who I talked about last week. But they got rid of Zadarius Knight, which stinks. Um, but maybe that's why they brought back Connor McDermott because of this depth issue on the offensive line. And he knows where he's going to play for the Jets because he has played for them before. So that could be another reason why they brought him back. But a lot of switches on this New York Jets team that it's it's a lot of back and forth. And can they beat the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson, no contract for him, but he's going to play well this season. Uh, they're going against a top Ravens team who I talked about in the power rankings, who I think is going to be really good this year. They have a chance to jump all the way in the top five, which I won't even believe uh, they, they have a great shot. And this year, they're going to be a great team. Lamar makes them a lot better. They should have gave him a contract. But the Jets are in for it. Sauce Gardner in that defense. I'm excited to see what they can do and how they're going to contain Lamar. I don't think there's too many weapons out there for. They got Isaiah Likely, who people like. uh, Mark Andrews, Rashard Bateman. uh, J.K. Dobbins is back. We'll see how all that culminates together. But the defense versus the Ravens offense is going to be exciting. The Jets offense versus the Ravens defense. Remember, all those guys were injured last year for the Ravens. They're all coming back now. How can the Jets and Joe Flacco proceed? Uh, Elijah Moore is prominent to be the number one wide receiver. They have Corey Davis still. Garrett Wilson looked great. Brees Hall, Michael Carter. They have names and weapons on this Jets offense. It's a matter of how can they execute. And if the Jets can execute, they can win this game. And I'm excited to see what happens. But Zach Wilson out for another couple weeks. If Joe Flacco gets off to a hot start, if he gets off to 2-2 two and two and 3-1 and one or whatever it is, they will keep him as quarterback. And they probably will do what they did last year and hold off Zach Wilson and say, until Joe Flacco flops or whatever... It's going to be Joe Flacco's team. And if Joe Flacco can take it over, uh, that should be interesting for the Jets. But Dwayne Brown, a huge blow to the offensive line. We'll see how Matt Mitchell plays. But I am uh, that's that's another reason why they brought back Connor McDermott and signed him back. But the New York Jets are in for it against Calais Campbell on that D-line. The, the, the Ravens' defense is no joke. And the, the, the Jets losing a left tackle. George Fant goes left, which he played last year. 
Uh, but you have to worry about his injury history. Hopefully he does not get injured. Um, and then you got Max Mitchell, the rookie out there. Hopefully no other injuries on the offensive line for the Jets. And they can continue, but we'll go over game picks in a second. But I'm a little bit worried for this game. Uh, but we will go over to game picks right now. Okay, as we know, the Bills and Rams played on Thursday night. Uh, the Eagles and Lions will play. We'll start with them Sunday, 1 o'clock, Eagles and Lions. And I'm going to take the Eagles over the Lions in this game. Jalen Hurts excited to see what all these guys can do. Nick Sirianni, second year with the Eagles. What they did last year, and uh, no, ex- there was no, none, no expectations for the Eagles last year. The expectations were to lose and for, for them to restart over and Jalen Hurts, but he has proven wrong. He has proven everybody wrong, and now everyone expects the Eagles to win this division, like I do, or win a lot of games this year and make it back to the playoffs. So those they have high expectations this year. I like the Lions. I just don't think they're there yet, and week one's always something special. Apparently, this game is sold out. It's the first game in a long time Detroit's had a game sold out, which I thought was interesting. But the, the Lions will be good this year, but I don't think they'll be able to beat the Eagles. You look at this Eagles defense and the Kobe Dean, who they just drafted, luckily, in the third round. Got Jordan Davis, that run stopper. That's going to help to stop uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, but you look at James Bradbury, who got released by the Giants. They picked him up with Darius Slay. People are, aren't looking at this Eagles defense the way I see it. Um, and if they are, they'll see it. they'll see it greatly. Because this defense is going to be something special this year. I think they'll shut down the Lions. Jared Goff um, is Jared Goff. We know what he is at this point. So DeAndre Swift's going to be a big weapon in this game. Uh, no Jamison Williams, as we know. But they, I don't know, I think DJ Shark should be out there. Reynolds, uh, Mart St. Brown, uh, TJ Hawkinson, of course. So the Lions do have some big names out there, some good weapons out there. But I just don't think there's enough it factor yet on the Lions to actually take over the Eagles. I just think the Eagles are the stronger team. So I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. If I, I guess if I had to give a score, 24-17 Eagles, they'll win this one. Um, it might even be less than that, maybe 24-10. But Eagles in this one over the lines. 49ers, Bears, another 1 o'clock game on Sunday. And look, we all know where I put the Bears in the rankings. And unfortunately for them, I think the, the 49ers will get off to a good start. Trey Lance is a great game for Trey Lance to start. Or it could be a very bad game for Trey Lance to start because the Bears defense isn't that bad. Uh, but w- Trey Lance, this <laughs> this could be an up and down season for him. Or it could be a really good season for him. Luckily, Jimmy G's sticking around so he can still help him out. And uh, uh, that would be bad if he came back in. But Trey Lance, there's a lot of upside to this game. I think the 49ers take this one. Obviously, with Elijah Mitchell at running back, Debo, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get it done against the Bears. I put the Bears at 32. I just don't think they're going to have a strong season. Justin Fields does not have enough on offense to even produce. Uh, Cole Komet's out there, David Montgomery, uh, Mooney, but there's not enough. And they didn't do enough for him this offseason. Of course, the coaching change, the GM change, I don't see it. 49ers win week one against the Bears. Uh, if I had to get a score, probably 31, 31-10, 17 uh, I didn't really think of the scores first. I just did all my predictions, but well, let's move on to the next game. Steelers, Bengals. This should be an interesting game. Obviously, the Super Bowl losing Bengals come into this one with a lot of animosity into the season. Joe Burrow's back. As we know, uh, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. All, everyone's back. Revamped offensive line, as we've talked about all, all offseason. 
Uh, this should be an interesting one. Going on against Mitchell Trubisky. No Kenny Pickett yet. Mitchell Trubisky will start. Mike Tomlin did make the call on that. Uh, and then I like this Steelers team, actually. I think once Kenny Pickett gets in or whatever, it's Mitch Trubisky, if they play well, Najee Harris is there. The offensive line's getting better. Uh, you have George Pickens, who people love now. Chase Claypool. There, Deontay Johnson. There's a lot of guys on this Steelers offense that can make plays. The defense isn't bad. Obviously, we know TJ Watts out there. Uh, this is going to be something special for the Steelers this year, and it might just be an even season for them, but... The Steelers, I expect them to climb up the rankings against the Bengals this week with Mitch Trubisky. I'll take the Bengals in this one over the Steelers. If I had to give a score, I would say it's probably going to be closer than people think. I'm going to go with 21-17 Bengals. The Patriots and the Dolphins. The Patriots will be in Miami, somewhere where they don't usually play well, weirdly enough. Uh, but Mac Jones coming back this year. There's been a lot of problems with the Patriots offense. And who's going to call it? Joe Judge coming in. Mac Patricia might be calling the offense. Obviously, no Josh McDaniels because he went over to be the head coach for the Raiders. Um, the Patriots, they, it's just not enough for them on offense. I don't think they did enough this offseason. We know they have Hunter Henry at tight end. Uh, John o. Smith. Devontae Parker, they traded from the Dolphins to get a wide receiver room. Uh, they got Jacoby Myers in there, uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Nelson Aguilar, but I just, Damian Harris, and it's just not a, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat this Dolphins team. Dolphins did a lot this offense offseason to improve. I think Tua is going to look better than people think. This is his make or break season. Tua's got Tyreek out there, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert in the backfield, uh, Jalen Waddle, who looked great last year, Mike Kazeki. For some reason that there was trade rumors for him, I don't think there's a trade him. He'll look great in that offense. Toron Armstead on the offensive line. Defense, they're going to be great. They still got his Avian Howard back there and all those guys. Dolphins will win this game over the Patriots. And I think it's going to be... Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to are actually probably... Because week one, I think they might destroy the Patriots actually. So I'm going to go 31-17 Dolphins. Browns, Panthers, the... Panthers will be bringing in Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback over to the Browns. And it should be a really, really interesting game. Cleveland's going to be playing at Carolina. Oh, boy. Baker's coming back. Uh, took back some of the things he said and everything we saw on social media. He took it back whether he said it or not. Uh, but this should be an interesting game because there's a lot of different storylines here. And Baker, I think Baker's going to come back and show the Browns really why they should have not gotten rid of him, whether he is good or not the rest of the season. They will play well. The Panthers, I'm going to take the Panthers over the Browns in this one. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett yet. I want to see what they could do. They do have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, but I feel like Amari Cooper is almost like a side, not a sideshow, but uh, he will get most of the targets. He will be target hungry. And outside of that, I don't see much. Uh, really, the Cowboys should have just kept them if they could. Uh, but there is the defense for the Browns. The Panthers' defense, I'm excited to see against Jacoby Brissett. All he really has to do is shut down the run, force them to pass, and the Panthers should win with this one. But I think uh, the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, he's going to go off. I'm taking the Panthers in this one uh, over the Browns, 24-10. to 10. Colts and Texans is the next game. Another one o'clock on Sunday. The Colts will be in Houston. Davis Mills, Lovey Smith, new head coach over in Houston. Uh, be able to move on after all the turnover uh, turmoil in Houston. New chapter for them. We'll see what goes on there. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. The Colts just, I think, are just the better team. I think it's plain and simple there. Matt Ryan bringing Matt Ryan this season. Frank Ryan, another season for him. Hopefully he can get it done. They've been going through so many different quarterbacks. It should be the season for them. We'll see, but Matt Ryan's going to be in there. Michael Pittman, who expect I expect to have a big year this year. 
uh, Jonathan Taylor, as we all know. Defense looks good. They bring in Stefan Gilmore. I still have DeForest Buckner on that defensive line and a lot of other guys. This team with Darius Leonard, they will take down the Texans. I think that's just a plain and simple, easy one to go over. Colts over the Texans. Uh, and I think Davis Mills might actually play very well this year. Uh, so the Colts and the Texans, if I had to give a score for this one, I think it's going to be maybe a little closer than people think. 24-17 Colts. Saints and the Falcons, another one o'clock game Sunday. Saints will be in Atlanta for this one. Uh, Jameis Winston coming back after the ACL. We'll see how he can recover and play. Uh, the Saints are the better team. We know where I put them in the power rankings. And the Saints will win this one. Not Again, not a hard one for me. Marcus Mariota, Cordell Patterson. Can Cordell Patterson repeat what he did last year? Not sure. Uh, because it, really, that was all the performance we saw last year was last year. So Saints, Falcons, the Saints will win this one. Uh, there's just too many questions for the Falcons at this point, especially with Marcus Mariota at the helm. We'll see how he can play. But I trust Jameis Winston. I trust where he took them last year. Uh with Alvin Kamara, if he doesn't play Mark Ingram, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, this they will get it done. The defense will be stout as well. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. They brought in way more additions than I thought they would this past offseason. That's why they were so high on my rankings. They have a chance to win this division, especially with the way they take care of the Bucks every year. I'm going to take the Saints over the Falcons in this one. Should be an easy one for them. Saints win 31-17 over the Falcons. The game I just mentioned before, the Ravens and the Jets. Oh, oh boy, the Jets are in for it once again, but Joe Flacco's coming back for his revenge game. Can he take down the Ravens? Should be safe to see. The Jets' D-line is actually really good, and I think they had a lot of depth with Michael Clemens coming into the fold, Quinn and Williams, uh, Carl Lawson comes back from that Achilles he had last year. This D-line will be strong. Softest Gardner's back there. They have DJ Reed, uh, Michael Carter the second. Brandon Eccles, there's a lot of different guys uh, on this on this Jets defense. But I think they have the chance to really stop the Ravens and not get steamrolled like they did a couple of years ago against the Ravens. I think they'll be able to slow them down, but unfortunately, I don't think they'll win this game. Really stinks, but I, I they do have a chance, but I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, but I'm going to take the Ravens in this one probably closer. Uh, I'm going to go actually a little different on this one. 23-20 Ravens. Jaguars versus the Commanders. The Jaguars will be in Washington for this one. Carson Wentz will face his old head coach, uh, Doug Peterson, head coach of Jacksonville now. Trevor Lawrence getting to his sophomore year. Washington and the Jaguars. Such a weird culmination of a game. Um, Carson Wentz coming back. I don't know how I feel about Carson Wentz. Now, these are all raw. To be honest, these are all my raw takes right now. I'm literally giving them on the spot. How do I feel about Carson Wentz? He did not play well in Indy. He did not play well in his last couple seasons with Philly. That's why they traded him away. Can Carson Wentz really revive himself? He does have Scary Terry, Jaheen Dotson, Curtis Samuel, who people kind of forgot about, uh, Brian Robinson. Unfortunately, what happened to him? Really hoping he recovers after he got shot. Uh, really, really hoping he recovers there. Antonio Gibson is there. This defense was top five not too long ago. Can they repeat? Uh, I'm actually going to give it to the Commanders in this one i think they'll take down i think carson Wentz gets a little revenge game against his own coach washington commanders over the jaguars in this one and i don't know jacksonville every year in the offseason just is so weird they're like quantity over quality just you give christian kirk like a big contract okay he's like a third or fourth wide receiver uh not much side out of that you still have marvin jones there okay you bring in evan ingram there's a reason the giants got rid of him to be honest with you 
Uh, Travis Etienne comes back, which should be nice after his injury last year. James Robinson's still in the backfield. I think he's dealing with injury. Uh, the offensive line's a little bit improved. Trevor Lawrence, he's in a new system. I'm hoping Doug Peterson helps him out. I'm actually going to take Washington this one, though, over them. I think that Washington's defense is a little better, and uh, I think Carson Wentz just, just might have a game this year, uh, and this could be it. So Washington over the Jaguars, probably a closer game. I don't know. I don't see this being a very high-scoring game at all. So I'm actually going to go 21-17 Washington. A game I am excited to watch is the Packers versus the Vikings. The Packers will be in Minnesota for this game. Aaron Rodgers, we're going to see what the new offense looks like. No Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, because he went over to the Denver Broncos. And uh, Minnesota, man, after Kirk Cousins' good year last year, Kevin O'Connell bringing in a new offense from the Rams. Uh, They still have KJ Osborne. Uh, I want to say they brought in somebody else, but now I can't remember. But they still have KJ Osborne, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, uh, Adam Thielen. This is going to be a solid offense. Excited to see what they can do. But it's a tough Packers defense. We've talked about the Packers defense before on the show. They've reloaded. Every year in the in the in the first round of the draft, almost seems like they're drafting defense, defense, defense. Especially this year, bringing in Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, Quay Walker. Uh, this this is something special. I'm hoping Christian Watson gets off to a good start. The second round pick, the wide receiver for the Packers in this year's draft. We shall see. But Aaron Rodgers, we talked about him too. The inconsistency, the bad route running, the drops, everything he talked about this offseason, have they corrected it before this game? I think the Packers will be more of a run-first team before they are a pass-first team, before Aaron Rodgers can get back to his groove. Because look, he's relying on guys he's never really worked before. He's only got Randall Cobb there, who he knows. Sammy Watkins, a veteran, but what are you going to get out of him? Uh, Robert Tunyon, he was dealing with injury, had the ACL last year, now he's coming back. So Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, a top tandem in this league, will be relied on heavily. And I think Aaron Rodgers, not he's going to take a backseat, but I think they're going to be a run-first team. And for some reason, I really want to take the Vikings in this game. The Vikings, I just, to my heart and my gut, logically, I want to pick the Packers, but the, I think the Vikings, I think the, a lot of these teams in the North are going to close the gap. I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. They did beat them last year. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, get a win over the Vikings week, uh, over the Packers week one. Vikings over the Packers, even against that strong defense. I think the Vikings improved their defense this this past offseason. They did drop off a past couple of seasons with Mike Zimmer, but I think they have improved. And Dalvin Cook in this offseason and, and this offense, man, for the Vikings. I just can't get over it. They're going to be, they will move up these rankings fast if, if I see this correctly. The Vikings will win this game. Another close game. I think it's going to be 31-27 Vikings. The Giants and the Tennessee Titans. So the Giants will be at Tennessee for this game. We've talked a lot of Giants on this show. Saquon coming back in. I think he's going to have a great year. He's going to have a comeback year. But outside of that, Danny Dimes is there. The offensive line, I don't know what was going on in that first preseason game. The offensive line is always a concern for the Giants. Uh, the wide receiver room. We look at they, uh, New York Sports Radio talks about it all the time. Kenny Galladay's commitment. It almost is like there's like a cloud, a black, dark cloud hanging over the, the, the Giants right now with him. So really what you have is Sterling Shepard's always hurt. Uh, he's quite injured a lot. Uh, Kenny Galladay is not really there. No Evan Ingram, obviously, but he didn't play well. So Wondell Robinson, the second round pick, I'm expecting him to do a lot. I think he's going to be a prominent receiver in this offense. But the Tennessee Titans coming back with Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, who I'm excited to see. We'll see. But uh, Derek Henry, the King, Ryan Tannehill, maybe Malik Wills takes over in the middle of the season. I don't know. But the Titans are a stronger team. I think it's just more logical to pick the Titans this one. It will be a close game in this one. 
Uh, I think there's a lot of new pieces moving around for both teams, new systems. Um, this will be closer. And the Giants actually held a lot of these good teams last year to, not to a few points. So the Titans, I think it's going to be 17-10 Titans win this one week one. A rematch of last year's week 18 tie to both get in the playoffs. Raiders, Chargers. Uh, the Raiders will be in Los Angeles for this one at SoFi Stadium. And the Raiders, oh man, these are two top 10 teams. I had my power rankings for the preseason. Raiders, we know what they did, bringing in Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Uh, people were saying Hunter Renfro, even in fantasy, is going to take a step back. But I think he's gonna, he might even have more opportunity with Devontae Adams taking up a lot of the targets. Um, and what I mean by that is a share of, they might double him and Hunter Renfro might be open more. That's what I mean by that. Uh, Darren Waller, obviously. So there might be a shift. I think this Raiders offense with Devontae Adams, he changes so much one player. He might help out this offense. He might even have a Josh Jacobs, too, in this running game, which I'm excited to see if it can explode. And um, Derek Carr, we know what he is by now. And I think Derek Carr is a pretty good quarterback. The Raiders are going to look good in this one, improving their defense. Max Crosby, uh, Ch uh, Chandler Jones. But the Chargers also improving Justin Herbert. Brandon Staley uh, making some questionable calls last year. People will really question him. But Justin Herbert is here. They drafted more offensive line help. Uh, we know Keenan Allen. Mike Williams played well last year. Austin Eckler. Defense improved JC Jackson and uh, Khalil Mack. But for week one, to really be sailed into this, I don't know if I don't fully trust Brandon Staley or if it's just the way things ended last year for the Chargers, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I think they're a more well-polished team, even though it's only week one, and I think they're going to have more continuity coming to this, even though the Chargers are more built together, but I, I think the Raiders, even with Josh McDaniels coming as the new head coach for them, I think the Raiders will take this one over the Chargers, maybe surprise a few people. Raiders over the Chargers... Uh, I'm going to go 27-21 Raiders. Chiefs, Cardinals. Chiefs will be in Arizona for this game. A lot of questions around the Chiefs this offseason after trading away Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. And look, I mean, the Chiefs really reloaded MD MVS. We've talked about the Chiefs a lot. Sky Moore in the second round, um, bringing in a lot of different guys. They will be all right. Uh, Clyde Edwards, not someone I really trust on this team. But bringing in Ronald Jones as another backup, trying to help him out. Patrick Mahomes is still there. Offensive line is still good. Defense improved. Look at Cardinals. I mean, look at Arizona. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out, so it's up to A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, and some of these other guys on the offense to get it done. We know they have James Conner coming over, losing Chase Edmonds kind of stinks for them. Uh, the defense, I don't know. The defense for the Cardinals was, like, up and down last year. And if you look at, like, I don't like to do this, but if you look at fantasy points, like, they were not a bad defense. Uh, this past year, though, going into like the defensive back room, I just don't trust it. And I've heard people say it now, starting to say it, but I've said this before. I don't feel well about the defensive backs for the Cardinals. Outside of Buda Baker, that's pretty much it. Uh, so, especially with a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think the defense is going to be settled in yet. I'm going to actually take the Chiefs in this one to beat the, the Cardinals at their own stadium. Chiefs will win this one. I think it's going to be there's going to be some good points. I think it's going to be 38 uh 34 chiefs take this one buccaneers and the cowboys the bucks will be in arlington stadium this year for so at&t for the dallas cowboys uh, the buccaneers making the travel i think last year was in tampa uh so the bucks and the cowboys will rematch after that week one last year the bucks won dak prescott not too much to improve there. Zeke's coming in, losing Tyron Smith on the offensive line, drafting Tyler Smith in the draft. 
Uh, no Amari Cooper defense improves, losing Randy Gregory, though. But I think the defense will be top dog again. Um, it's all really a matter of how can the Cowboys do on offense. And because I think the defense will be fine. I think Dan Quinn does a great, did a great job with defense, really brought them back in the fold. Uh, Parsons is going to be really good this year again. Unfortunately, they did lose uh, Randy Gregory, but they bring in Sam Williams. He's going to be a great. He's a, he's, he's a rookie, second round rookie, but he's going to be great for them. He brings a lot of speed and a lot of the similar things he, uh, Gregory did for the team. He's going to get a good pass rush as long as he can get into it. But for week one, Bucks and Cowboys, Tom Brady coming back after that. All the offseason talk, leaving for about two weeks or so with all the problems he had, dealing with personal problems. Uh, no Godwin, but Julio Jones, Mike Evans, um, Leonard Fournette, losing a lot of pieces on the offensive line. But it's it's safe to say a lot of the people in Tampa are saying, watch out for this Bucks offensive line. I think we're underrating it. I don't think Dallas's offensive line, it's start, slowly starting to deteriorate. That's why I'm not really sure how Zeke's going to do. Uh, the Bucks still strong. I'm not sure about their defense. Uh, they did lose a lot of veteran pieces. Not to say that they won't be good this uh, this year, but the Bucks. I gotta take my man Tom Brady at 45. I think once he gets in the game, he's gonna lock in. I think it's gonna be another close game, uh, just like last year. Uh, I'm gonna go 31-27 Bucks. And to round out Week One, we got a Monday night game: Broncos and Seattle. Russell Wilson will make the trip back to Seattle to see his former team after being traded this offseason to Denver, and this should be a good one. Uh, They think the Seahawks are going to be a lot closer than people think. They know Russell Wilson. That's the first thing. So they know how to. Pete Carroll has coached this man for multiple seasons. He drafted him. They know him. I think it's going to be a very close game. I do think the Broncos will pull us out, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks win this game and the Broncos start off 0-1 for the season. But I think the Broncos just have too much talent, too much firepower not to win, especially on the defense with Patrick Sertain. Now, you got to remember, Geno Smith is coming into this game. I think he has a 1-6 primetime record, uh, especially last year. I think the game against the Saints, he lost. They lost that in primetime. Um, but you got to look at this. The Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, now Noah Fant's on this offense at tight end, who's a really good tight end. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I don't think he's injured, but they have Rashard Penny. And the, and the defense improved. They improved the offense too rookie tackles but this defense for denver i mean you got patrick retain and justin simmons on one side kareem jackson at the safety position the defense for denver will be a top 10 defense this year uh, bradley chubb on that defensive line they may just tear up these rookie tackles for seattle and i trust denver's defense more than i trust seattle's offense i think it will be close game I think the offense for the Broncos versus the Seattle's defense will be a better storyline. It's gonna be it's gonna be closer than people think. This game's gonna be a lot closer. Don't be surprised if Seattle actually wins this game, even though it's only week one. Uh, but Denver with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all these guys on offense, unfortunately losing Tim Patrick in the offseason, but they got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, probably the best tandem back in this league, uh, outside of maybe AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and a couple other guys. This is it for the Broncos, but I'm gonna take the Broncos in this one. But I don't know if I would, like, if I had to pick a game to lock in, like, I wouldn't even lock this game in. It still could be Seattle. I'm going to take Denver in this one, 20-17. to 17. Denver wins it by a, probably a late-game field goal, and they win the game. Uh, but don't be surprised if it's the other way. It's tied up 17-17 in this fourth quarter, and Seattle kicks the game-winning kick because they do have that type of offense to do it. Uh, but I'm going to take Denver, 20-17. Denver just squeezes out a win. But Seattle is going to be right on their heels. And unfortunately for Seattle, all this season, I just don't think it's going to go out well. But it's Geno Smith, Drew Locke. We'll see how they play. But 
Denver 2017 over Seattle. So for final thoughts for today, as we bring this show to a close, uh, basically TVS draft was last night for the fantasy draft. Um, I can go over the teams. I will post the teams. Uh, not that anybody knows I am going to do that, but now they do. I think I'm going to make, maybe I'll make some cards for each team or whatever, and we can post that out. Um, but listen, I'm going to win that league. I drafted, you know, Lamar Jackson. Uh, who else did I draft? DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris, a couple guys. I'll win. No doubt in my mind. Nobody's called me out on it, so I'm just going to call everybody out right now. Might as well. I think I will do very well in this ESPN league. Uh, it's a 10-man league, so we got a, we got a lot of different guys in here. Um, so, look. I mean, who am I playing week one? I don't even know. Not even sure. I think I'm up. I'm up week one already. No, I'm not. I'm losing 42 to zero. So that's staying pretty much things. But I got Lamar, DeAndre Pittman, Waddle, Pitts, Elijah Moore, Packers defense. So AJ Dillon, Melvin Gordon. So Robert Woods, Kirk Cousins, all these guys. We'll see who can win this one out. It's going to be a big challenge. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that we, you know, we got a small portion, 10 teams for, for, for tunnel vision. I'm excited. We got some guys out, a lot of our writers to, uh, to attribute to this. And I'm happy everyone was able to join. We're able to draft and uh, excited to have, uh, play against uh, DJ and, and DH in this. This should be interesting. Uh, but again, the only last thing I want to talk about is no contract for Lamar. Obviously, he represents himself today. Was the deadline Friday. Did not get it done. Uh, what I do want to say is I think Lamar will play well this year. He will play into it. It's a risk factor for him, but he risked it last year too because he did get hurt. Uh, but without Lamar, the Ravens are nothing. They have nothing. They can do nothing. They won't win any games. They are not a top 10 team. Without Lamar, they lose every game. They will not win. Uh, even though Tyler Huntley has, Huntley has played well, listen, Lamar is a top five quarterback in this league, top 10 bar none. And without him, they can't do anything. So they will eventually sign into a contract. I'm not really worried about it. And Lamar will play well. And uh, I think they'll they'll get the win over the Jets week one. But, uh, you know, stinks to say that he can't get a contract. He's one of the better players in this league, was an MVP, has won playoff games for the Ravens. Uh, but no little contract for Lamar. Sucks, safe to say, but the Ravens will, will, will pursue on and Lamar will keep playing the way he plays. And the Ravens will, will be stout once again this season. Well, that's going to bring it to a close today. Weird, weird show for me, man. I was going back and forth a lot on what, what I should exactly talk about today. But I'm excited we was able to pump out one more episode. We'll do more game. I think I'm gonna do I'll probably do game previews every week. I will probably maybe I probably won't do them as raw as I did today. Uh I had a lot of stuff going on, so I, I figured whatever, raw takes is fine uh for today. But maybe I can bring on some more guests. I'm really hoping I can bring on some guests. Uh, definitely can meet some student athletes. I'm hoping I can bring on more student athletes. If you are a student athlete that wants to get on the show, that wants to share your story, that just wants to talk about your team or whatever, just email me. Um where is my email? I want to put that up. That is sjake at tvsportsstaff.com. Again, it's sjake at tvsportsstaff.com. I'll put it in the description. Uh, so, But if you are a student athlete, you want to join on the show, please hop on. More than welcome to have you on. I really would appreciate it. Um, and if I can get anybody else to talk sports, I'll let's get you on. And uh, we, can, we can run the show again, obviously, every week. Thank you for joining me today on another edition of Jake's Takes. Of course, I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes. We have to cover. we got a lot of stuff to do. NFL, collegiate sports are kicking off. Uh, remember to visit TunnelVisionSports at TVSportsMag.com. Follow our Instagram at TunnelVisionSports underscore and our Twitter account underscore TVSports. Don't forget to follow the Jake's Takes Instagram account at Jake's Takes TVS. One word for everything you need podcast-wise. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. 
I'm Jake Strano signing off once again. Thank you for listening and remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. We get it popping, homie, day and night. Real life.